Wow, it's good to be here. Good morning. Yeah, this is pretty neat. It's pouring down rain. You guys, hey, you got up early and you came in, so thank you for doing that. Uh, this, is, this is pretty neat. I'm going to say this, and I don't know if the praise team, because they're going to be back in just a little bit and do this again. When you come in and, and a room is not full, most people think, well, we're not going to get their best. Man, you get their best every time they walk out. Isn't that awesome? Those, yeah, give them, a, give them a hand. Yeah. Uh, it's actually pretty interesting, and Matt, Matt was being cautious of time. Uh, Wednesday, Wednesday, Matt, was it Wednesday? Am I weeks? Matt, Wednesday, thank you. The, the one night of when everybody came together, the fellowship, unity night. Our, your praise team played, and, and it was just, the whole night was absolutely awesome. If you weren't there, I'm going to tell you, there will be another one scheduled. Don't know when, don't know where. There was about 400 people, we're guessing, there, and, and that room was already pretty close to full, so there's probably... I don't know where we're going next, but I don't think it's going to hold it. This is a, I think this is a great movement. I think this is a movement not of a church. This is a movement of God. And, and, and let me tell you, this country needs movements of God. So, uh, yeah, that's, yeah, that's right. I, I, yeah, I'm going to applaud that one. I don't, yeah, we, we need movements of God. And that's what we're seeing when churches start coming together. And when they come together, the, <laughs> it's amazing what will happen. It's just absolutely amazing what will happen. So uh, if you want more, see Matt, this is kind of a, a thing that God put on Matt's heart at a conference we were at. I, I'm sitting beside of him, and I see this light start illuminating from him. He starts glowing, and then he jumps up, and he starts running. And no, I'm kidding about But he, he came out of there so passionate, he said, Mark, we've got to do something. And, and, you know, that's the mentality that most of us need to have is we need to do something. And, and God's got to, man, I am so far off my message. I'll get there in just a second. But, but when you take that, when God moves you and says you've got to do something, you need to do it. And, and he's done it. And it's going to, I think this is going to be amazing. And the, listen, it's not just Matt. Matt would be the first. To, it's a cooperation of about 12 pastors and, and a lot of churches and individuals who gave of their time. So our, your praise team was up there. They took a night during the middle of the week. They're practicing and they've got families. And yet they said, we want to be a part of this. And they were awesome. So it really was. So uh, be a part of that. One more thing real quickly. Uh, Picket School, this is called Picket Pizzazz. They have a dance team. You're going, why are you talking about a dance team? Well, what they, what they do, this is a, a thing in the city of Lexington, and it raises money. It's called Project Potential. And all the money goes to scholarships, to, to kids in Davidson County, in the Lexington City Sam, is that right? It's just Lexington City School. But the scholarship will go to a Lexington City School student. And actually, I can tell you, there's a, there's a, there's a family that, that's benefited in this church already. This has been ongoing. But they, they dance. Do we get to see them dance? I don't know. It'll be at the Civic Center, so if you want to go, but you don't have to. But you can pick up one of these one of these envelopes, this is actually an envelope, you can pick it up on the kiosk, Christina Swift's here, uh, Mr. Fernung will be here later on, I guess, second service, he's the uh, assistant principal, he's actually on this dance team, I'm going to pay my 10 bucks just to see him dance, I want to see his moves, now, that might be something else, but anyway, if you'd like to support that scholarship fund, I, I think, you know, we love Pickett School, and, and those kids, you're saying, but they're little bitty kids. Well, hopefully they're going to grow up to be big kids that go to college. And some of them won't have the opportunity unless we fund projects like this. So pick one up. If you've got questions, Christina's in the kids program right now, isn't she, Tammy? Yeah. So after, you can catch her in between services and ask her about it. But you can get the envelope out there. You can also go online, uh, www.projectpotential.net, and you can vote as well. And, and like I said, the money stays here. It goes, it goes to a kid in Lexington. That's pretty exciting. So help support that. Wow. We, guys, this is pretty cool. I'm excited when I walk in and say, but the room's not even half full. Look at the room we've created. Look at all the seats we've created. Now our job is to refill it 
and, and refill it again, and then we'll refill it again, and we'll knock out walls and do whatever. But this is exciting to me. This is our second Sunday. This was pretty neat, and this is not part of the message. This is free. It was pretty interesting last week. We had a decent turnout for this. We had an awesome turnout. If you were here, it was awesome. But then the amazing thing was the attendance at our second service didn't go down one person. We, we had the same average number that we normally had. So you created seats. You created parking spaces, and we're already filling them up. So we're just going to drive harder in 2017 to make sure we keep that momentum. Uh, Matt said it. We, not, we don't just need volunteers for our nursery. We need some volunteers, period. And, and after today's message, you'll have some things that may help you to want to do that, I hope, I think. But, uh, but step up. Step up. Serve. Serve. It's amazing. People ask me all the time about membership. Man, i got to really be careful. I'm going to run out of time. We talk about membership, and, and you've heard me say this. I've joined a lot of gyms. didn't work so well. You've got to participate, and we believe more importantly than formal membership is to just serve. And when you step up and serve, you'll become, I think, an integral part of any body that you're serving, whether it's the church. If you go to a gym and work out, it'll have benefits. If you join a gym and don't go, you, it doesn't do a lot for you. So you'll be amazed what you find. If you'll, if you'll step up and start serving. So that's, that's my plug for the day. You can see my wife over here for the kids. Christina's back there with the kids. Matt can help you. I mean, there's just, uh, I mean, Kathy's sitting up here. There's so many people you can talk to. Uh, Lori's over here, hospitality. Some of our parking folks are here, secure. We've got so many opportunities, so many opportunities. And each one of those parts of ministry is just as important as standing up here delivering the gospel because if we mess that part up, they'll probably never get to this part. Okay, so think about it, pray about it. God will move you, I promise you. God, last week, if you were here, we talked about ways to improve your 2017, and it was to pray. And if you'll pray about it, God will move you. And, and this is the other thing I know about it. And people say, well, I don't have a talent. Yes, you do. Yes, you do. God, God, listen, you were created a masterpiece, and masterpieces have talents, and they're, they're given to you by God. And I think we're called to use them. If we don't use them, those muscles will become inactive, and I think the word's atrophy or something like that, they, 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 you'll lose them. So put them to practice. Put them to practice. We can all come up with excuses. Heck, it was raining at my house this morning, too. My wife's got a flat tire. I really didn't know. I absolutely couldn't wait to get here. But, but we can all come up with excuses. Uh, and God's up there going, really? My son died on the cross, and you've got a stinking excuse? So, okay, we're going to get to the message. We, we talked about prayer last week. Yeah, I'm sorry. I got off on a little tangent there. Probably do it again before we get out. We talked about prayer last week. And, and what we've been talking about, and we'll talk about again next week, is how to improve your, your life and how to improve 2017. But more importantly, I think how to have a better life, not just 2017, because I don't want you to stop there. Uh, I, I'm one of the older ones here, and I hope I've got many, many more years, but I hope we all do. But how to improve our lives. And we talked last week, real specifically, about prayer, because I think prayer is so, so important. And I think there's two reasons. There's a lot of reasons prayer is important, but two really that I wanted to draw on last week is, one, it's, it's how we develop a relationship with Christ. When we pray, when we call on Christ, our Savior, even before you have that relationship, I think you're talking to Him. If you're, if you're wrestling, if you're here today and you're not a believer and you're wrestling with it, you're talking to God. You, you probably already are talking to Him, but I think prayer is really when we formally just, just stop what we're doing and we start calling on our Heavenly Father, and I think it's how we develop our relationship with God. The other way is, in conjunction with our prayers, to pick this thing up and read it, the Bible. And I think that's how we develop our relationship with Christ. The, the other thing I think is so important about prayer falls more to a believer, someone who already is following Christ, and that is that, that our prayer projects our faith on and in our Heavenly Father. When you're praying to God, you're projecting your faith on your Heavenly Father. On and in, I mean, you are. Because we can, you can talk to that microphone, and if your faith is in that microphone, good luck. It's not going to do anything. But I'm projecting, when I'm asking and, 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 
pleading with God at times like I do and just giving him thanks, and I'm projecting my faith in him and that I'm going to see action and that things will happen. And I think that's so important in our life that as, as followers of Christ that we do that and that we continue to do that. And, and this, is, this is actually what Paul says, really simple, and we talked about last week in First Thessalonians, not cliff notes, but Paul's notes, and one of the very ones was verse 5, 17. He says, never stop praying. So I would encourage you to have a better life that you need to turn to your Heavenly Father. You need to, you need to put that faith in and on Him. And, and we know this, we talked about it last week. One of the things in, in, the, in this letter, this particular letter that Paul wrote, he was telling the people in Thessalonica is don't forget the Gospels. Don't forget the purpose, purpose of the Gospels. You need to always remember that. And if you turn to the Gospels on this very thing, it says when we pray a prayer in faith, and if you want to write this down, if you weren't here last week, this is in Mark 11, verse 22 through about 24. He says your prayers can move mountains. I think your prayers move God to move mountains personally. But, but it moves mountains, and, and, and you say, well, I don't need to move a mountain. And, and I told you last week, my mountain has been cracking the local school systems, and guess what? We've got them calling us now. That mountain is crumbling, and that's because of you guys and your willingness to be a part of that. But your prayers are so important. You say, well, I, I, God doesn't hear my prayers. Yes, He does. I would tell you this, too, and thank goodness He doesn't answer some of them the way you pray them. You'd be in a world of mess. So don't, don't be discouraged when it's not answered necessarily the way you think and the way you want it to be answered. But, but keep praying. Keep praying. Keep praying in 2017. Keep praying in 2018. I would encourage you to do this, and I said this last week. I try to end my day in a, in a prayer, and I try to start my day in prayer. And anywhere in between when I feel a need, I pray. Do I go to a corner? And, and No. I've prayed at my desk. I've prayed behind the wheel of my car. Please don't close your eyes when you're doing that. You've heard me say that. But I can talk to my Heavenly Father just like I'm talking to you guys. And I take every opportunity I can to do that. And so I think that's what Paul's saying. We need to continue to pray and, and to and build that relationship. You'll have the best relationship to the one, with the one you talk to the most. I believe that. If you want a strong relationship with Jesus Christ, pray. Talk to him. Pick up the book and read it. I want to go on. I want to move on. I, I want to talk about something else that I think will improve your life, your 2017 and your life. And, and with that said... This is one of the, this is a hard one. It's so simple, but this is really kind of a difficult one for us. It goes against every grain that's embedded in us to do this. And this is what I've learned in our lives so often, especially me. I'm the world's worst for this. My intentions are really good, but my execution comes up short so many times. Have any of you ever been in that situation where your intention, I'm going to do this, I'm going I'm to make a, I'm going to develop a habit and pray on a daily basis and I'm going to, here's my worst man, I'm going to exercise every year I think I'm going to start exercise, I'm going to look like Matt Leonard I, I want to get in shape and all this that lasts for no time, I mean my execution stinks, and some of you some of you don't want to nod your head, yeah you're the same way man, you, you, you think it, but then you think oh, I got to get sweaty yeah, yeah I can do that, I, I got to eat and I'm not going to do that, so our execution is lacking and also last week I said this, and, and, and this ties right in with that. Listen, no advice on success will work unless you do. You have to put these principles into practice. Your intentions and your execution have to line up. You have to work at this stuff. It won't just, it's, it won't just happen. You have to be very intentional about it. And you have to, it's not just a one-time thing. You have to keep on doing it and doing it and doing it. So with that, let me tell you something I learned a long time ago, and I'm a lot older than most of you guys. When I was in school, we had something that most of you don't even know about. Probably It's called recess. 
I got to ask, how many of you remember recess in school? Most of you do, okay. Most of you didn't participate, but my, I mean, because it wasn't, you probably wasn't doing it. But we had recess and you went outside. And when you went outside, we played kickball. Yeah, some of you nod your heads, we played kickball. And this is how kickball worked in my day. You pick captains, and they pick teams, and you never wanted to be the last kid picked. That was, man, that, today you'd get sued for that. Well, you discriminated against my child. No, he can't play, and we want to win. That's what we called it. You can call it anything you want. Yeah, come on. That's what we call Wait, wait I leave it alone. I start to say something about getting trophies for participation. I hadn't got any of those. But you got chosen by someone on a team. Here's the thing that always happens. Sometimes you were on the team you wanted to be, and sometimes you were on the team you didn't want to be on. There, wasn't no free, there, were, there was no such thing as free agency and recess kickball. You were on that team, and you were stuck. You just were. When the end of the world, you'd choose again the next day, but on that day, you were on that team, and you were stuck. Life starts out the same way. Life starts out the same way. And I say that, and you're going, what is this guy talking about? Listen, it goes all the way back to, it goes all the way back to Genesis 3. And that's when sin entered into the world. Okay? That's when sin entered into the world. So you and I, at that point, you and I were placed on a team. And listen, some of you, not me. Well, yes, you were. You and I were placed on a team that we didn't want to be on. We were on Satan's team. We were born, and we become sinners. So now you're on this team and you don't want to be on it. But unlike kickball, unlike kickball, you're given an option and you're given a choice. You were born on the team. You can't help that. That was done. That was done. If you go back to Genesis 3, and you, you can go back to read it if you want to. I, I'm not going to take the time. You can go back to Genesis 3 and you can read where Adam and Eve, uh, the, Satan, uh, the serpent, tempted them and they... they Fell to the temptation, and they sinned. And from that point on, you and I were born into this life of sin, and we're technically on Satan's team at this point. Just like in kickball, you're chosen, you're on this kid's team or this kid's team. You're on that team. But in this case, in this case, you have a choice. And the choice is pretty awesome. Because we, we, were, we were given the one who come not just to forgive us from our sins, but to save us from our sins. There's a big difference there, too. But we were promised that there was one coming who would not only forgive us of our sins, but he would save us from our sins. And that, that is so amazing. So much so, this is, this is what Paul says. To, to, this shows you you're on the team. Whether you want to be or not, you're on this sin team. And this is what Paul said about it in uh, Romans 5, verse 12. When Adam sinned, sin entered the world. Adam's sin brought death, so death spread to everyone, for everyone sinned. Death Sin spread to everyone. Did you get that? Everyone. And you're sitting, you're sitting there. You can't exclude yourself because guess who you are? You're everyone. Every one of us was placed on that team. Here's why you don't want to be on that team. Some of you are going, but, but I don't understand. Is that a bad thing? Yeah, that's a bad thing. And let me tell you why that's a bad thing. A couple reasons. Number one, sin does damage to your relationship with anyone and especially God. And if you want to really get to the nuts and bolts of it, sin kills and sin destroys. And we're talking about having a better life. You can't have a better life when you're, when you're, you're being killed and you're being destroyed and are killing and destroying others. I mean, think about it. You're talking about your very relationships with your, with your husband, your wife, your children, your friends, your coworkers, your, your church family. If you're living that life of sin, then, then it's, doing, it's doing damage. It can't be God's best. 
It can't be God's best. But, but God knew that, and he sent us another captain. That's the amazing thing. He sent us another captain, and this gave us amazing hope. And this is what I love about this book, and this is what I love about the promises. This is what I love about Paul's teaching. Remember last week we talked about when he was talking to the church at Thessalonica, he said, you really you want to remember the Gospels. You want to remember the Gospels, guys. You want to remember the Gospels. They tell you about the life and the birth of the Messiah, Jesus Christ. You want to remember the Gospels. This is what we read about our new captain. This is the promise we have. This is what we read in Matthew, the first gospel, Matthew, Mark, Luke, and John. In the first gospel, Matthew 1, verse 21, this is, this is we're talking about Mary and, and Joseph that's going to bring this child into to being into the, into the world. Listen to what we read in Matthew 1, 21. And she will have a son, and you are to name him Jesus, for he will save his people from their sins. Did you get that? Your captain will save you, not forgive you from your sins. He will save you from your sins. I'll forgive you for your sin in, in the way we see that. That's not worth a dime to you. No offense. It's not. You need to be saved from your sins. I've probably hurt some of you, and if I have, I would ask for your forgiveness, and most of you are gracious enough to give it. Christ came to save you from your sins because the price for those sins, it's tough. It's, it's really tough. Here's, here's where I'm going. If you want to have a better 2017, if you want to have a better life, here it is. Here's the catchphrase. Here's what I think you've got to do. Here's what you've got to put in practice right now in your life. You have to, listen to this, surrender. You have to surrender. Man, and that's hard. That goes against every grain, everything, I think, in us to surrender. And you guys got really quiet. What do you mean you want me to surrender? I want you to surrender. Here's the problem when we use a term like surrender. Here's where it gets so quiet in here. Because we think of the term surrender, we automatically, or I do, my mind goes to battle and war. And you surrender when you lose. I got good news for you in just a minute, but you surrender when you lose. And when you lose, then the first thing we think about is, okay, I'm going to be oppressed. I'm going to be put down and my rights are going to be stripped away from me. And that's probably the norm in battle and in war and those kind of things when we surrender. That we are, we're stripped away of our rights and we're oppressed and we're put down. But let me tell you, you're surrendering to a different person. You're surrendering to Jesus Christ. And this is a totally different surrender. This is a surrender you want to do. And let me tell you, you aren't oppressed when you surrender to Christ. You're lifted up. You're just lifted up, man. I'm telling you, you don't understand the, the boost you're going to get out of it till you surrender your messed up life. And I know that offends some of you, but till you surrender your messed up life to Jesus Christ and you're lifted up, you can't appreciate this particular surrender. It, it, it's hard for us to grasp, I know. But you, you, you're telling me you want me to give up my worldly rights? If I surrender, you wanting me to give up my worldly rights? Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, and you want to give up your worldly rights because this is what I know. You're exchanging them. Listen, you're exchanging them for the rights in the kingdom of your heavenly Father. This is exciting stuff. Maybe I'm not communicating it well, guys, but, but you want to be a part of this surrender. You want to yield to Jesus Christ. We're talking about a better life now. This is not an oppressive surrender. This is a surrender you cannot afford not to have in your life. You, you really can't. To use, and listen, I, it's a complete surrender. I don't think you can surrender. You can. You, and, and listen, I, I, let me back up. You can surrender partially. Is that the blessings you want? Partial blessings? 
because to you completely surrender, to you yield completely, then I don't think God can use you the way he intends to use you. I, I've got to use him for an example. I watched Matt Leonard. Matt had a job straight out of college, I'll guarantee you. And he had to surrender, and he made that decision early on. His wife made a decision. She knew he was going to probably end up in, in, in ministry. That's a tough life sometimes. They surrendered completely. I know them. I've watched them. And I'm not lifting them up. I'm just telling you, there's some of you that have done the same thing. You don't have to surrender to go into the ministry. You have to surrender to Christ and go where he wants you. And it may be as simple as raising your family. It may be as simple as being the best worker you can be, but do it as surrendered to Christ. It's just surrendering. It's just giving him what's his. It's turning to him and saying, I, I'm, I'm all yours. I'm all yours. And this is what happens when we surrender. This is how that will start looking in your life. And this goes back to Paul again in Galatians 2, verse 20. My old self has been crucified with Christ, and I needed to get rid of the old mark. I wasn't a real nice guy. It wasn't bad, but I had some parts of me that wasn't good. I had idols. You're going, oh, wow, wow, you can't say that. You're the pastor. Yeah, I had idols. I loved money. None of you do, do you? No, that's never been an issue. There's all kinds of things in my life that were messed up. Now, I wasn't a bad guy. And I, was, I was going to church and I was praying, but I hadn't surrendered. I'd have surrendered about this much. You know, God, if you want me to take up the plate, I'll pass the plate one Sunday. I look good. But I'm not going to give you much more than that. No, it's time to completely surrender. My old self has been crucified with Christ. It is no longer I who live, but Christ lives in me. So I live in, his, I live in this earthly body by trusting in the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. Did you get that? This is kind of key to this surrender. Christ did the surrendering. Christ did the surrendering. This is a battle you couldn't win, guys. This, this isn't about the battle. You're not surrendering the battle. Christ surrendered the battle. You're surrendering to the victory. Yeah, you're surrendering to the victory. You, you, the battle's over. It was done on the cross, and I don't think there's a soul in it. I know there's not. I, this is closed hand. There's not a soul that could have got up on the cross and died and rose the third day and saved me, not forgave me for my sins, but saved me for my sins. There's not a one of you could do that, only Christ. You're surrendering to the victory, and that's easy to do. Surrendering and loss is tough, but when you're surrendering to the victory, I, I don't think you can go wrong. And that's what we see here. That's what we've been given is that we are surrendering to the victory. Not only are we surrendering to the victory, we're surrendering that we can have life and not only have life, but have it abundantly. And that's what the scriptures promise when we surrender. That's what it promises when we surrender. You know, and we struggle sometimes, but who am I surrendering to? You're surrendering to God Almighty. Ultimately, when you surrender your life, you're, you're committing to God Almighty. And you know, it goes back to the playground thing. Well, I want to be on Bill's team or Susie's team or whoever's team. We, we want to pick and choose. And, 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 and I was competitive. I wanted to be on the most athletic person's team I could be on. I wanted to be on the team that was going to win. I want to share something. I love this passage in Psalms. And I want to share this with you. Listen to this. Because this is who you're surrendering to. And this is the benefits of surrendering to him. And this is in Psalms 97. This is, listen to this really carefully. The Lord is king. Let the earth rejoice. Let the Father's coastlines, coastlands be glad. Dark clouds surround him. Righteousness and justice are the foundation of his throne. Fire spreads ahead of him and burns up all his foes. His lightning flashes out across the world. The earth sees and trembles. The mountains melt like wax before the Lord. You're talking about moving mountains. He melts mountains. They disappear. 
The heavens proclaim his righteousness, and every nation sees his glory. Those who worship idols are disgraced, all who brag about their worthless gods. For every god must bow to him. Jerusalem has heard and rejoiced, and all the towns of Judea are glad because of your justice, O Lord. For you, O Lord, are supreme over all earth. You are exalted far above all gods. You who love the Lord hate evil. He protects the lives of his godly people and rescues them from the power of the wicked. Light shines on the godly and joy on those whose hearts are right. May all who are godly rejoice in the Lord and praise his holy name. Amen. You do that by surrendering. And this is who you're surrendering to. He goes before you. The battle's won. This isn't a fight. The battle's over, guys. The battle's done. It's a matter of now. Are you willing to surrender to the victory? The victory you can. You can claim the victory. And some of you are sitting here, but you don't, you don't know what I've got in my life. You can claim victory over it through Jesus Christ. Because this is who stands before you. And I just read that to you guys. That's so Mountains melt like wax. You think your problem stands between you and God. His, your problems will melt. It's amazing. And all you've got to do, and I say this so, so hesitantly, all you have to do is surrender. Because that's hard. I want to be in control. I, I don't want to live by somebody else's rules. I want to be in control. How's your rules working out for you, by the way? Some of you say, well, pretty good. It's so good for you, but I bet you, I bet you this is your principle. I've said this before. I've never seen anybody have to apologize for living a godly life. I mean, think about that. How many of you have had to apologize for following godly principles? But I see it every day on the news and the media and, 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 and our, in our secular world. People are having to apologize for the things they've done, and none of them stack up with this when, when they were apologizing for them. They need to surrender. Guys, you and I need to surrender. And as I talk about that, in our surrender, maybe some of you are following Christ. You just need to completely surrender. Maybe you need to say, okay, God, I've, I've tried it 50 50s. That's not what I want. Why wouldn't I want 100% all in? Because your blessings, because of what I just read in Psalms, what we just heard, that you go before us, that every knee's going to bow, that every, every, no one can stand against this mighty God. So I want to I want in 100%. Maybe some of you need to make that decision. And, and you know, if you're not there, I understand that, but it's, it's, it's through prayer. I told you, pray. You want to have a better life? Pray. You, you want to continue to grow? Surrender. And start growing in your surrender. Just keep reading. Keep studying. Keep praying. I, listen, I, I make mistakes. I know that. I read this thing, and I make mistakes. I don't even understand it all. I'm not going to lie to you. But I'm going to surrender. I have surrendered. I'm all in. And you can do the same. Some of you, there may be someone here today who, who does not have a relationship with Jesus Christ. You haven't made that initial surrender. And you need to do that. And that's a matter of just right where you're at. Father, I surrender. I've messed up and I am messed up. I've sinned and I've come short. And today I want to give it all to you. I'm not fighting the battle. I'm going to celebrate the victory. The victory that was won on the cross. And I want to be a part of the family. I want to be a part of, of what we just read. This mighty God that goes before me. That covers the earth. Almighty, all awesome. All encompassing. I want to surrender. I want to surrender everything. My worries, my concerns. I want to give you my praises. You can do that right now. Just, just stop what you're doing and pray. Just, lift your, just call out to your Father.
is to call out to your Father. It's time to surrender, guys. It's time to surrender. If you want a better life, it's time to fully and completely surrender. Let's pray. Father, today we come to you. We come to you surrendering. As, as, as an individual and as a group and as a church, we come and surrender, Father. The flag is up. We submit to you. We want this church to be what you've called it to be. We surrender to you, Father. We want it to be nothing other than what you've called it to be. We want to go where you've called us. We want to follow where you lead us, Father. We surrender. I pray if there's someone out here who needs to make that personal decision of surrender, Father, that today's the day they surrender. They just lay it down. They can lay it at the cross, Father. They can just call out your name. And from that point, I just pray that they continue to grow more and more and more each and every day of their lives. That that's what we strive for and that's what we long for is, is the relationship, the closest relationship we can have with you, Father. Thank you for this amazing body. Thank you for this amazing family you've given us of believers and followers. Thank you for teaching us your word, for letting us have this relationship, for sending us your son, Father. Today, we just, we just plead with you to use us as fully surrendered. Thank you, guide us in all that we do, Father, for it's these things we pray in your holy name.